We are here. Double PWS Pros Pro Wrestling Show. What's good? How you guys doing out there? Everybody good? Taking care of yourself? Drinking water? You know what I'm saying? Hope you guys are being healthy. Hope it's gas only. You know what I'm saying? 93 premium. No 87. You know what the fuck going on. Pro Pittman here from snowy southern Wisconsin. Back with another episode of 251 Talk Radio. For this episode, we are doing our AEW Dynamite review for November 16th. What does it do, everyone out there? Hope you guys are good. Yes. Another episode of 251 Talk Radio. I am Pro Pittman, your host. Chilling, you know. Just got done watching AEW. TBS app was tweaking. I should have been had this out for y'all, but I couldn't. They, they waited till 5.30 to update their shows. So I'm waiting all day yesterday for the episode of AEW to release. And, you know, between family and everything, I wasn't able to record until now, um, which is on the 18th. But we're going to get the review out for you. And from now on, we're going to DVR that shit and watch it live or watch it early in the morning. Because I like to have my reviews out for you guys Tuesday for Raw, Thursdays for AEW, and possibly Saturdays or Sundays for SmackDown, uh, but with live pay-per-views, I might wait and do it all on one, you know. Um, I also perform a lot as far as music and everything. I'm a musician, um, and I might wait till Mondays, honestly, to give you my SmackDown and Rampage if necessary, but SmackDown um, and any pay-per-view reviews will be on Monday mornings. You'll get those. So thank you for being here. We're going to get into the show. Yeah. <laughs> That was obviously the wrong button. There's nothing funny about getting into the show, guys. We're going to cheer. <laughs> We're all happy to be here. It's Pro's Pro Wrestling Show. We are definitely going to get into it and start talking about AEW Dynamite from Bridgeport, Connecticut, which premiered this past November 16th. AEW, AEW, AEW. So first and foremost, a little AEW history with me because this is my first AEW um, review show. I gave you guys a little um, recap of my wrestling uh, history as far as being a wrestling fan, why I want to critique and recap wrestling. I did that on my WWE Rock show. So go on Spotify or Stereo or YouTube, wherever you hear these, and uh, check out that episode for the Raw review if you'd like to hear um my my wrestling history um as far as AEW, new company right three years in um obviously when AEW popped up i was you know for lack of better words all in with it i loved what cody was doing over there i was actually very much in to new japan around the time that cody was you know branching out and doing his thing and joining the bullet club and so forth winning the nwa championship which is awesome i have a Replica NWA Championship here. Big goal. Don't put it over your shoulder. Don't put it over your waist. You hold it. You know how Rick used to hold that joint? You hold it by giving your promo. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I would watch, you know, WWE regardless. You know, even when it was horrible around that time, I would still watch it. When AEW popped up, I didn't immediately start watching Dynamite. I would see what was going on, hear clips, see, you know, John popping up. 
I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan, so it really didn't make any sense for me not to immediately start watching it. I was just, you know, too busy to add another wrestling show. Um, it was around the time last year, or a little over a year ago, where um, when Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, around that time when they debuted. And that was when I was like, okay, I got it. All right. I can't, I got to see what the hell's going on. I can't be behind all this shit. You know, and then CM Punk um, debuted right here in the Midwest. Um, I am two hours from Chicago, not far at all. Um, and after that, it was like, okay, I, I'm really, tr- I'm missing out. What if I, but type person I am, I can't just start watching Dynamite. I have to figure out what have I missed. I'm so linear when it comes to certain things, especially TV shows. I got to see the beginning. I got to see what leads up to this. So I was like, how do you do that, right? It's so hard to like find, you know, I'm not going to go watch every Dynamite from the beginning all the way into, you know, two and a half years later. So I stumbled upon Tranquilo Club's channel. Shouts out Tranquilo Club. Make sure you guys go follow him on YouTube. He does amazing AEW um, reviews. AEW like uh, um, retrospectives about characters and wrestlers on the show. And I kind of just swooped swoop to the bottom and watched the first one and kind of went up and watched every other one. And it wasn't that many of them. Enough to where after a couple weeks, I've watched all the videos and I honestly felt like I knew everything that had happened, you know, on uh, Dynamite and everything that I sensed between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and all the elite stuff, Hangman stuff, all that stuff. I got, I got to catch up, which was great. And then I started watching um, Dynamite right after, I believe it was Full Gear last year. I started watching Dynamite right when Hangman became champion and been watching it ever since. So I know all the overarching angles and everything that's been going on. Watched a lot of footage. Same thing I had to do with the Ruthless Aggression era because I wasn't watching the whole Ruthless Aggression era. You know, Ruthless Aggression, sorry. Um, So I now have been watching AEW for over a year straight. And that's a little history on me with AEW. Once again, you're listening to Pro's Pro Wrestling Show, WPWS. We are here on 251 Talk Radio. If you're hearing this on Spotify, on YouTube, what is good? If you guys want to be here live and a part of the actual show, I would download the uh, platform Stereo, where you can follow me at Pro Pittman on Stereo, where you can actually listen and live and leave messages to where I can respond to the messages and actually, you know, have a conversation with you during the podcast live. But we're going to get back to our review. I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, the show starts with the first thing you think is that Ring of Honor needs a contract. Please, someone get Ring of Honor on TV. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just, it's full. AEW is basically Ring of Honor right now, and you can't really differentiate sometimes. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's all Ring of Honor stuff, and I know what he's doing. He's doing that because hopefully the TV deal is coming soon. But it's still just a lot to deal with. We start off. <clears throat> we start off with Judas. You are beautiful only inside. You are innocence personified. And I will drag. Yes. I've been to three AW shows this year. And boy, let me tell you, ain't nothing like singing Judas with a live crowd. That's it's a fun experience. It's just part of being at an AEW show. I love it. No matter if Chris Jericho is a heel or not, it's still great. We start off with Judas. Jericho comes out with Sammy Guevara, the Spanish guy. And then we get Claudio and Brian Danielson from the Blackpool Combat Club versus them coming out. The tag team match 
like most tag team matches in AEW, is basically like a tornado tag because the referee is just what, what Aubrey Edwards, what are you doing? What what oh that's a whole other conversation. But yes, they're drawing around, you know, jumping around, doing everything. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara, I swear, no matter if he is crazy, he's gonna hurt himself one day. I can safely say most times you watch Sammy Guevara's matches, he will show you something new, something you've never seen before. And that's that's hard to do in this age of professional wrestling because it's show me something I've never seen before. But you will hear me say multiple times during this review that I've never seen that before. My God, these tag team divisions. But Sammy Guevara, the leapfrog, amazing. The backflip leapfrog, I love it. It's all good. You know, uh, Claudio does the balance suplex. Where he's on one arm, one, one knee, one, you know, he's leaning, doing a suplex. Amazing strength. What they used to say, pound for pound, the strongest superstar in WWE when he was there as the former Cesaro. We get the uh, super spin by Sammy. He does a, like a spin-a-roo type thing. Uh, it's, it's great. He's, he's a, such a heel now. Since he's got uh, Ty Conti, it's even worse. Um, Jericho hits Brian with Floyd, the baseball bat. You know, puts him in the walls. Sammy pulls the rope so he can't come and grab the ropes. It's great. Heels. I love it. Danielson dropped, drop kicks Jericho to end that move to get Cesaro out of the walls. And then we get the yes kicks, then to an eye rake. <laughs> Gotta love a good eye rake, you know? Oh, man. Uh, Sammy gives Brian the GTH to go to hell, which he reverses into the label lock, which is nice. Sammy does this cutter, a super cutter. I mean, everyone loves cutters in this day of wrestling, and I love it. DDP was one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid, so I love to see everyone doing cutters. It's the best. Can't go wrong. We get a lion salt from Jericho. Two count. Cesaro tosses up Sammy for a super European uppercut. He hit the RB button. Hit him with the toss. Uh, we get a collision from Danielson and Jericho. And at this point, I'm realizing this match is going a little bit too long. It just is. And it's a little bit too everywhere, too. You know what I'm saying? Forward to go as long as it did. Um, Jericho tries to hit Cesaro, excuse me, Claudio, with the bat. <laughs> he misses him. Claudio grabs him and does the swing for about 20 times. I mean, a good 20 times the swing while Jericho was still holding the bat. It was great. Uh, he takes the bat, hits him with the sharpshooter while he has the bat on his shoulder. Jericho taps the Blackpool Combat Club are your winners. Good match, but just like I said, I just think it went a little too long. But I mean, you got four great wrestlers in there. You know, three Hall of Famers, you know, um, future Hall of Famers, and Guevara, if he doesn't, you know, hurt himself, maybe as well. Great match, great match, great match. Once again, this is Pro Pittman. We are here on 251 Talk Radio, double PWS, Dynamite Review for November 16th. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing good. Trick or Tammy, I see you. Peace, Queen. You know what's going on. We are doing men's mental health every Monday. We are also doing um, 
the House of Hip Hop with Rashad Radio on Tuesdays. You will catch me doing my Monday Night Raw review on Tuesdays as well. AEW Dynamite review on Thursdays. Like I said, over the weekend, because I'm a busy man, I'm a performer, I do a lot of shows. 40 to 50, sometimes 60 shows a year. God! It's a lot. But time I pay my bills. You feel me? Um, so I can't guarantee I will be able to do my SmackDown reviews on Saturday like you would want me to. But I will get them done over the weekend or first thing Monday. Along with any pay-per-views or premium live events. You did. We are outside. We are outside, guys. Actually, I'm inside. I'm in the crib. Yeah, it's cold out here in Wisconsin. So, back to the review. Next segment. We get a commercial for the main event. We get multiple times we hear Excalibur and Moxley proclaim that John Moxley is the best wrestler in the world. Hmm. A little more on that later. He says, I've stared into the void of death. What is he going to do to me? What are you going to do, MJF? You better win that belt, which is tomorrow where I'm at right now. You better win the belt tomorrow. I will be watching, and my review will be out about full gear this weekend. We get a commercial. Darby and Sting driving down a road with Darby Allen in a body bag. Darby comes out of the body bag, and Sting says something like, we're coming to get you, you know. Some cool sting shit. It's Sting. You don't got. He's he's awesome. He's in his sixties. He's still jumping off of barricades, going through tables. Fucking Sting. You gotta love him, right? We get Sanjay Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh in the back. Sanjay is being his normal, over the top self. A little over the top. It's so over the top. He's been given no credit. He's been given no actual like oomph inside of this division as a manager. He just you don't believe shit he says. Jay Lethal was so good. It should be used better, but I digress. The last outlaw, Jeff Jarrett, comes to the screen, does a promo, and tells Sting that some bullshit. No one wants to see Jeff Jarrett on their TV in 2022. Please, Jeff, we respect what you did, but no slap nut shit, no shitty TNA gimmicks. We don't want that. I don't even want you breaking no guitars on nobody's head no more. Bro, that's old. We're done with it. Please move on. Apparently, he's ahead of talent relations in the back because Tony's trying to do everything. So, Jeff, just, you know, for all of our sake, for the fans' sake, especially for the fans that know you from back in the day, salute, respect, number love, but bruh, please, the last outlaw, come on. Next, you know what we get? We get the sirens. We get the, yo, yo, listen, listen. One of my favorite parts of the whole show. Especially when JR is there and he does it. Listen, <laughs> it's great. I see JR hasn't been there fully, um, at least on this show. He wasn't there. Hope he's doing well. Um, Max verse, you know, on the way out was okay. They have a video premiere for their new song. Who cut Bowen's hair? Ooh, famo. Hey, listen, my man's. My guy got you right down there on West Grand Street. You know what I'm saying? Just holler at him. He'll take care of you, bro, because that shit ain't. Mm-hmm. Shots on Anthony Bowens, though, at Max Caster and Daddy Ass. The music video premiere uh, shows the acclaim with Paul White. 
<laughs> the actors were Swerve and Lee are hilarious. They're on the couch. Uh, Keith Lee's character says, we were wondering what was the statistical probabilities <laughs> of us beating you. Oh, indubitably. Indubitably. Oh, my God. Keith Lee. So great. Um, the beat goes hard. Actually, Max spaced on the verses. It was actually okay. He said, Keith Lee looks like Cleveland Jr. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Swerve comes out. No Keith Lee by his side. You know, they've been slowly teasing the breakup, which probably is going to happen at full gear. I'm correct. I mean, that is throwing them together anyways. And they've made the best out of it. You know, I, I, say, I can say Swerve has come out of it looking better for sure. Daddy ass, Billy Gunn attacks Swerve right away. Mm -mm, he's still pissed off about what he did to his hands. They start on the outside. You know, Bowens is not bad. He really is not bad. His right hands look good. He throws some good right hands. He's energetic. He's full of energy. I fuck with Bowens. Caster honestly sometimes seems like he's like, you know, he's the rapper, but he seems like he's the, the 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 poser sometimes. Like he's just he's putting on. I don't know. Whatever the case. Shots out to the acclaim. I fuck with both of them. But obviously Bowens is the one you don't really look at right away. You you look at Max Caster. I think Bowens is great. Uh Swerve does a great suplex. You know. Hits him with that awesome kick for a two count. He does that vicious arm break move, which oof, looked really good. Swerve is a heel. I did not watch uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott at NXT. I didn't even realize when Hit Row uh, dropped that, when drop when Hit Row debuted, that he was with them. You know, for a moment, I just didn't notice Swerve. I don't know, but God, he looks great here. Rick Ross last week, <laughs> so good. Accusations. Those is accusations. Shouts out Rick Ross. Um, please bring him back as a full-time manager. Um, he does the JML driver for the one, two, three. Swerve stomp, you know, before that, two count, and then the one, two, three with the JML driver. Great match. Great match. Way better than the first uh match we had on this episode. Um, Bowens looked like he's in bad shape after that uh shoulder move. Mm. We get our next segment. <laughs> TBS Championship vignette with Nyla Rose. And oh, great. Oh, my God. Isn't Nyla Rose great right now? She is so entertaining. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Even during that horrible Jay Cargill Marina Shafir match where um, Nyla had to do the commentary on the ramp, which was just oof. Um, but man, Nyla is so entertaining. She's great. She's natural at what she does, you know, and it's so it's so nice seeing someone like that on your TV, for sure. Shouts out Nyla Rose. But Jade should not lose the belt yet. At full gear, I don't think this is the way it needs to happen. It needs to happen bigger. I personally think that Jamie Hayter is not going to beat Tony Storm. She should go after Jade Cargill and beat her. But we'll see how my predictions pan out. Tony Giovanni introduces Samoa Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. He's aggressive as hell. Tony is scared. <laughs> he says he reminds him of another Paul. I don't know if he's talking about Paul Heyman, but it kind of just went over the head here. 
Um, but I was happy that he was at least doing the actual interview. He didn't like kick Tony out the ring. You know how Tony always just like gets the mic snatched from him, goes and stands in the corner and kind of just waits for the earpiece to say, all right, get out of there. And, you know, it's not like a real interview like he's supposed to be doing where, you know, you're interviewing the wrestler, you're asking them questions, and they're responding to you. Um, he says, is it shocking, Samoa Joe does, is it shocking that I refuse to sit around and wait to be a victim like these people? That after Warlow talking about he want all the belts in the company, that I'm just going to let him do that? No. Warlow is tweaking on phone now. Joe is not playing. He's a superhero right now. And he's doing well at it, as he always does. And then we get powerhouse. Fuck yeah, man. I love powerhouse. I wish him and Ricky, that would have went a little better. But still, powerhouse and Ricky should both be elevated, as we are, know. Man, he comes out. I'm thinking this is going to be a great fucking feud, man. Warlow and powerhouse Hobbs. Let's go. And then Warlow, I mean, excuse me, Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And then Warlow comes out from the back, rocking Nike Blazers and ruins a whole segment. <laughs> Not because of the Blazers, just because it's, I mean, I want to see Powerhouse and Joe, which I assume will be next. I mean, either or. All three of them are going to be, you know, eventually dealing with each other, which is cool. The whole locker room comes out to stop the fight. Quote, unquote, the whole locker room. It wasn't nobody but the Dark Order, the Butcher who couldn't run down the ramp for shit. Tony Nese <laughs> was not the whole locker room. Uh, Warlow rocks the security, knocks him out. He about to knock out Dark Order. They go, hey, hey, hold on, fam. You go, you know what? Do your thing. It's all you. <laughs> oh, man. Warlow does a huge dive, which he's a big guy, but does a really, really nice dive over onto all the people who are outside. And AEW was getting so much better at, like, filming those things to where they're not filming the people standing and waiting to be hit. They film the diver, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Warlow stands tall. We will deal with Warlow, I assume, and Samoa Joe this weekend. So, we have a backstage promo with Britt Baker. Excuse me, Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. She said Soraya said she didn't have what it takes to be a star. <laughs> Britt has to remind her that she went from a nervous girl to a confident face. All I had was an opportunity, she says. I took that opportunity to become undeniable. She gave a great promo here. Tear-jerking promo, like she was about to cry. Says she didn't wrestle in Madison Square Garden, but she did wrestle in Daly's place during the pandemic and gave wrestling fans what they really needed. She said, Soraya wouldn't know nothing about that. I respect you, Soraya, but this business owes you nothing on phone app. You aren't going to belittle me. I am the heart. I am the soul. I am the pulse of AEW. Britt Baker is the best. Dude, come on. She's one of the main reasons I got into AEW. was after the Lights Out match with her and Thunder Rosa. After the Chubby Whataburger Faces promo, come on. How could you not watch that and just not fall for that girl? And I don't mean like fall in love with her. I mean, she's fucking amazing. But I mean her as a superstar, as a wrestler, as an entertainer. I love Britt Baker. So great. 
Great promo. Shout out Britt Baker. Next, we get the trios championship match. And oh boy, <laughs> was this a doozy. Let me take a drink real quick. Orange juice, vitamin C, is a mush. Oh my God. This trios championship match. <laughs> we get top flight Dante Martin and the returning Darius Martin with AR Fox, who was a independent wrestler who was making his debut on Dynamite. And I haven't heard of AR Fox before, but boy, 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 do I know now. <laughs> Tony says, Britain, you know, told me she didn't want me to be there for the interview. And I totally understand now. Wow. I'm like, shut up, Tony. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Darius Martin is back after 223 days of being out after a car crash. Welcome back, Darius Martin. You know who up next, right? Death Triangle, you know, Pat, Ray Phoenix, and my homie, my dog, some of the main reasons I go to AEW shows, Penta El Cero Mero. He's the fucking best. Kick-ass entrance, right? And I wonder, will Pac use the hammer? You know, he had been playing about that hammer recently. Ray Phoenix and Darius start off with a crazy routine. One of them, you know, ricochet, Will Ospreay type things, which either like or you don't like. I like them. It, it, it's hard. It looked good to me. I like them. Um, man, they do a great routine. Flip it up. Do they think, who, who, backwards, just, you know, how much reversals? They shake hands and tag in Dante and Penta. And I love Penta's beginnings of his matches. Listen, Seattle. Middle! Come on. It's the best. It never gets old. Never gets old. Dante and Martin is incredible, though. Come on. That middle rope front flip, bro. What's going on? Jeez. It's, they're so good. Man. AR Fox and Pac, they get in the ring. Man. They start doing anything. You heard Taz say, if Pac was smart, he would try a headlock. <laughs> Uh, they do this amazing sequence where it's ended up in a roll cutter by Dante. So good. AR does this backflip vault off the pole, which was amazing, which I completely popped for. Like a, like when you run up to a tree when you were a kid and you, and you flip off the tree or off the wall. He did it off the post, which was crazy. Amazing send time. They toss. I mean, come on. Top Flight does this toss. They toss one another into the other guy, and he lands him in a cutter. It was you got to watch this match, guys. If you're into this type of high flying sequence matches, please go watch this trio championship match. I fuck with Ar Fox. He's the truth. At this point, I realize the ref is pointless. What what is going on? He just he just in there. I think it was Rick Knox. with no authority at all. But nonetheless, Death Triangle is phenomenal. You hear Tony in the back. This is a crazy wild match, guys. <laughs> oh, Tony, we love you from the Nitro days, but God, you are the worst commentator. Oh, but number love. Uh, top flight, man. They toss, dude. They do this sequence where Darius grabs Dante, throws him in the air, 
just tosses him up in the air. Dante goes over Ray Phoenix, lands behind him. It, it, it's you you gotta see it. It's insane. Tossed him over the other two guys. Top flight might be one of the top three tag teams in that company, including FTR, including the acclaimed. I mean, come on, they are phenomenal. Mm, but the tag team division, or excuse me, the trio division is gonna be changing. Again, this Saturday. We'll get to that in a second. AR Fox does this backwards front flip gainer type thing off the ropes. He's phenomenal. I got to go watch some more AR Fox matches, especially if he's like all over the internet and I just haven't seen him. My God. This is awesome, Chance. I mean, this is awesome. It was. It was awesome. AR Fox is a 450 flip. Two count. I used to love doing 450s on the trampoline. Come on, bro. Started doing double front flips on the trampoline, too, and that's where shit gets kind of, you know, you kind of lose sight of where you are in the air. Shots out ricochet. God damn. Um, you know, Fox gets the fear factor. Ray bolts out and does his bullet dive onto top flight. You know, gets back into the ring. Black Arrow by Pac. One, two, three. Amazing match. Honestly, when it was over, I was exhausted. Like, it's an exhausting match. Maybe it was the gas. I don't know. And I mean the gas, the 93 premium. Now my son was hurting. <laughs> um, it was exhausting, but it was such a great match. Oh, my God. I love Death Triangle. Top Flight just really shows up when they're together. So good to have Darius Martin back. And AR Fox, I am now a fan. Folks, great. We give a promo after. They're in the ring. <laughs> we all saw it coming, right? So did Death Triangle. Pack is like, you think we're stupid? You think we didn't? We don't see what's going on? We ain't watching the vignettes? We don't see what's happening? Come on, bro. We know what's going on. He don't give a damn. They don't give a fuck. He lays down a challenge for them. He says, if you think you can just pop back up and make a triumphant return and whoop us, it's ridiculous. He tells them, well, he actually gives the mic to the Lucha Bros who say they are Triangulo de la Muerta, Death Triangle, and they have Cero Miedo, Zero Fear. And then how they reveal that this match is going to go down they cut to the screen and it's literally the graphic of the death triangle at full gear for the trios championship versus with a blank spot and then they phase as they've been phasing out in the previous vignettes they face in the elite the young bucks matt and nick jackson and one of my personal favorite wrestlers of all time kenny omega are coming back to take what is rightfully theirs, which was stripped from them after the brawl out battle with CM Punk. With Cole Cabana being back on TV and everything we've been seeing, we are clearly seeing that CM Punk is gone and the elite, the magnificent EVPs themselves are back. 
How do you guys feel about having the elite back on your AEW TV? I think it's necessary. At the same time, hopefully the same bullshit does not continue. But some will say it was not the elite. It was punk. That's a conversation for another day. But at full gear, we'll be getting Dev Triangle versus the Elite for the Trios Championships. And I'm pretty sure the Elite are going to take back those belts. He says, Pack, to end the promo, you may think you're coming for us, but we've been waiting on you. The announcers go, oh my God. <laughs> And we'll see how that's going to go. I mean, the match is going to be fucking phenomenal. We know that. My God. I saw the Elite versus Aussie Open and Will Ospreay earlier this year. And it was such an amazing match. I mean, though they're great wrestlers. Great wrestlers. Backstage politics aside, it'll be nice to have them back. So, Ricky Starks is doing a promo on the back. Because last week, Lance Archer fucked him up. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. He gave him the mix. The Thanos Hawk mix. Huh, huh, huh. Drop his goofy ass. Like, damn, Starks, I'll fuck with you, yo. I'll fuck with Ricky Starks. It's truth. But he says, you know, basically, Ricky Starks, I'm going to fuck you up, pull you by your braids, knock you out. You know? Let's start backstage, he said. They're going to have a match at Full Gear Rampage this Friday. Today, as I'm recording. Let's start backstage because I don't talk in ifs, ands, or maybes. I talk in absolutes. Okay, Ricky Starks, talk that shit. We'll see what happens. Against you and the murder hawk, Mark. What, what kind of fucking ain't? Whatever. I hope you can beat Ricky. I hope you can beat Lance Archer, Ricky Starks. Big salute to you. So, next segment. And once again, guys, you are here on 251 Talk Radio. I am Pro Pittman. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. If you are checking us out on Spotify, what it do? If you hear us on YouTube, what's happening? Here on Stereo Live, you already know what's going on. Leave me a message. I will listen to the message and live respond to you. So happy to have you guys here. I am Pro Pittman. This is 251 Talk Radio. You know? Another great day. We are in the middle of our AEW Dynamite recap for November 16th. We're going to get back into it. Our next segment was Ethan Page versus Bandito, part of the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Boy, does AEW love their tournaments. Huh. Ethan Page says, it's all the reaction I get <laughs> when he comes out. It's great. Because the crowd was dead, for sure. For a lot of these segments, they were definitely dead. Um, Ethan Page, you know, he's walking through Bandito. He, that's what he says. And he's going to be the number one contender at Winter is Coming. For the champion, whoever it is, Moxley or MJF. So winter is coming, guys. It's already here in Wisconsin. 
but it's definitely coming to your AEW television program. Bandito comes out with a big ass sombrero, <laughs> folks. Great. <laughs> I'm not. I, I know sombreros are big, but this was like bigger than most. It was. It was huge. Respect to Bandito. Any rocker in the black and gold. You know what I'm saying? He came out killing him. Salute to Bandito. Uh, they do a lock up, headlock, arm twist, headlock reversal, flip break. I'm okay. Some chain wrestling, which I love. You know, Taz was happy he got that, you know. Bandito hits the taunt button and points his guns <laughs> at Ethan Page. Big suplex. Excuse me, big suplex for Bandito. Seemed like he was going a little too hard at first. He was he had to slow himself down, you know. Stokely causes some distractions. We get a mount, you know, from Page. Punch, punch, punch. We go to the break. We come back. Bandito did this moonsault off the post and took forever to get up there. Forever to like, like how Pac, Pac does sometimes on the post itself and flips off. And at this point, I'm like, oh my, here we go. We're going to see Ethan Page wibbling and wobbling, you know, dizzy, waiting to get hit. And they only showed Bandito until he jumped. I'm like, there you go, AEW. You guys are getting so much better at filming those jumps. Like I said earlier. Because Page would have to be waiting, right? Man, he does his amazing springboard cutter. Everyone loves the cutter. Who wasn't a fan of Diamond Dallas Page back in the day? I know I was. Man, he's getting ready to go for this, the Avalanche uh, Eagles Edge, right? Which is, you know, a great move. Shots are and rest in peace to Razor Ramon. As he's slowly getting him up on the top rope, when he gets ready to toss him over his shoulder and go down, oof. Bandito reverses it for this kick-ass Frankensteiner. It was so raw, super raw. We get a big body slam, and then we get Bandito hitting a frog splash for the two count. And they always say he's showing, he's paying homage to Eddie Guerrero. You know, it is, I'm like, well, yeah, but Eddie Guerrero was the the tuck-in frog splash. This man was doing a D-Lo Brown fox splash. You feel me? The lowdown. Shit. That's what you, you know, you, you, point, you take your hands and you, you put it between your, your, your legs and come back out. That's the D-Lo frog splash that we were getting. Man, I love the D-Lo frog splash. D-Lo Brown all together. Shouts out. Um, he tweaks his knee off the top ropes. Paige throws him into the ropes. You know? He gives him a shoulder charge from hell. <laughs> Which, as you see, anything from hell is when you hit that flip afterwards. And he did a shoulder charge, which made him do a flip, which was amazing. Ego's Edge, one, two, three. Not a bad match. Not a bad match at all. I fuck with Ethan Page. <laughs> I like when he was uh, before before the firm, uh, when he was just screaming all the time. He would do a promo. I, I think he was in the... Uh, was the JAS? No, he wasn't the JAS. He was in. He was with some group prior to being in the firm, and he would just yell all the time. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, we get a Jurassic Express commercial about their match. You know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. Renee Paquette says they need to settle this. No outside bullshit. Settle the differences. We need a definitive winner. Jungle Boy. 
on the graphic, Jungle Boy was doing a screen face. And it looked so hard for him to do. So contrived in the stretch. Oh, God. Jim Cornette. Johnny Gargano was not Johnny Same Face. Jungle Boy is Johnny Same Face. My God. It's ridiculous. There's no emotion. Even with this crazy back and forth him and Christian were having, it's just, it just seems so fake. I don't know. But Jungle Boy is another person that I love to watch wrestle. You know, he always showed me something new every time I watch him, like Sammy Guevara, like the Lucha Brothers, like the Young Bucks. It's a cool thing about AEW. These guys are showing you new things, especially when you've been watching for as long as I have. It's great to see new things. So I love Jungle Boy. I just wish he was, you know, could emo a little bit better. Soraya is backstage with Renee from earlier. And, you know, they have a little back and forth. Um, she was speaking so fast, it seemed like Soraya. Like, slow down. Were you guys in a rush? It just, you know, it sounded like when I fast forward through the commercials when I'm watching AW. <laughs> like, Soraya, slow down, you know? Uh, but she does a quick little promo and says she's just tired of the back and forth. She's ready to go. We get a quick little vignette from Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Said they're going to face Nakayama and Takeshita, who was finally back. Takeshita was all right, yo. I was really enjoying watching some of his matches. Or take Shitta, as Jim calls him. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to show them the DDT style of wrestling on Rampage. So we get that match for this Rampage. Ortiz and Kingston versus Takeshita and Nakayama. Next, we get Anna JAS, who are going to face the AEW interim women's champion, Tony Storm. Anna JAS comes out to silence. This is bad. This is bad. Uh, Tony Storm, I can't stand her theme song. It, it just doesn't sound like a, a wrestling theme song. I mean, I love that type of old 70s style, like, you know, rock or whatever it's supposed to be, right? I don't know. It's such a weird, I don't know. It doesn't sound like whatever she comes out. Something is missing about Tony Storm. And I don't know what it is because she's a great wrestler. You can clearly see she knows what she's doing in there. But it's something about her presentation that just doesn't hit me yet. I just don't see her as a champion. Of course, she looks great, you know, but it's just it's just something that's missing. You barely hear her speak, you know. Um, Tony Schiavone says that Anna JAS will cheat to win because she is with the Jericho Appreciation Society. He talks about the systematic cheating. <laughs> and that's what they're all about. It's hilarious. Again, Tony can wrestle. Anna doesn't seem like she can in this match. I don't know. I'm not saying all the time, but it just doesn't look fluid at all. Ugh. We get a commercial break where they advertise a new house party movie in LeBron James' house. What the fuck? House party? Ugh. That's for another podcast. They're just putting any name on any story. That's not what pop Oh, God. They come back with the classic boo, yeah, boo, yeah, punches. Tony does a great Luthas press a la Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, and I can't even take a clothesline. It just looks so bad, you know. Ugh, God. Almost breaks herself to do a cradle 
uh, for the suplex. Uh, we get a two count. She steps and then drops to the outside, brings her in for a kick, and does the same move on the outside from outside. I mean, NJS has great like facial expressions, but just the rest of doesn't look that fluid. At least in this match, you know, I don't know. She tells her, I'm gonna choke you out, which is my favorite thing about her, where she just threatens to choke out everyone, chokes out the cameraman. I love it. Um then Tony Storm kicks her, and you know what's coming next as Anna falls into the corner. Man, that amazing hip bump that Tony called Sweet Cheeks music earlier. I don't know if that's what Tony Shivani, I mean. I don't know if Tony Storm is calling it that. But God, it looks vicious. Whatever she does it. Such a great move. Um, you know, hits her with the clover leaf and it taps right away. Um, Jamie Hayter then comes right out. You know, um, Brent's hilarious, comes out with his shades on, hands up in the air. They do a look, you know, like a, they get in the ring and do a face to face, basically. And, you know, Jamie gets out, just that. They advertise that AEW will also be coming to London next year, which should be awesome. The London crowds are great, right? We get a quick video showing Hook versus Lee Moriarty for the FTW title at Full Gear Rampage. At this point, Excalibur runs down all the matches, as he normally does, at rapid speed, but he's been going a little slower. It seemed like they've been giving him some more time. <laughs> Thank you. We get to our main event segment. The main event segment of this evening was John Moxley and MJF's face-to-face ahead of their match this Saturday at Full Gear. We get the dan 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 and Justin Roberts goes John Moxley and boy I've been there live plenty of times three times this year alone and boy does he stretch that jaw shit wild thing you know you made my heart sing you know Moxley goes left he goes right he goes up he goes down. He doesn't know where he wants to go. <laughs> he finally gets to the ring. And before they get into the ring, they actually go, they're right by the barricade. And Moxley pulls the barricade aside for Sir William Regal, who was accompanying him, to get into the ring area. And there's two dudes on the outside, uh, two, you know, fans. And one guy puts his, the fist out, and Moxie fist taps him, and he fist taps the other dude. And as they're coming out of shot, as Moxie keeps moving, you see them both go, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and it was cool. He didn't have to do that. He just gave them two quick little fist bumps. It probably made their fucking day, made their life. Like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's always cool when you go to these live shows. You forget how much, how awesome these guys are to you. You know, like, they're superheroes to you. And it's cool to see AEW champion, you know, show love to the crowd like that. No matter what I think about him and his matches. I love him as a champion. He's a great champion. I'll give him that for sure. So he starts his promo. Who is John Moxley? I am the best wrestler on this earth. Hmm. I've traveled the world far and wide. I have defined the AEW championship. But he also says, I'm sick in the head. They think I like the fight. That's what the commentators say. No, I'm sick. I am addicted to the rush of adrenaline and pain and hurting myself and my opponent. I love it. 
Oh, John Moxley. You know he likes to, you know, drink blood and crush bones, and you know, that's his thing. Shoulders, you know, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. He says, "Who is MJF?" He says, "He finally, he's a really good singer. <laughs> he has exactly one win in this ring all year. He beat my young boy." He said. He took a summer vacation, came back with a Halloween mask, and got a chip for the worst end to a ladder match I've ever seen. <laughs> Forgive me for not shaking in my boots, he says. I see a kid playing wrestler. He isn't challenging me. I'm challenging him. He says to show me something, MJF. And then Stokely goofy ass come out. Oh, folks, get your goofy ass up out of here, Stokely. Nobody want to see you, famo, for real. He's been giving no... Anyways, Lee Moriarty rushes. The whole firm comes out of nowhere and ruins the whole fucking segment, which is going great. John isn't like, I don't always want to hear him talk about curdling blood and killing, you know, and I'm a monster and I would eat your baby. You know, that shit gets old. It's nice when John just talks. You know what I'm saying? Like an elder statesman, he talks that shit. It was a good promo, but here come the firm with that goofy ass. Folks, grave. MGF, he gets a music intro, and the crowd cheer. It's like, da -da -da. here comes MJF. Oh my God, he's going to save the day. And he does the whole, come on, I'm on the ramp and leaves everyone out with a punch. It's like, what the fuck? He's supposed to be the devil. He's a heel, right? He lays out the firm, huh? You know, kicks big cast in the face, huh? Excuse me, fucking our W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey. Kicks Paige in the you know, page, he makes him kick cast in the face. MJF geeks the crowd up because he realized they're dead. They've been dead the whole night. It's really weird. It's really weird. He promos on John Moxley while he's on the ground. He doesn't want any pissant Marks fan making excuses on why he beat John. That's why he helped. He didn't come out to be a face and save the day. He don't want any of John Moxley's fans saying that that's why you won. And he called him Marks. I ain't the same kid I was last time we fought. I need that belt. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. That's his catchphrase, because I'm MJF and I'm great. And it's like a huge face promo. It's really weird. Like, Brad, what? He's been going up and down this whole um, feud of, I guess, how he wants to be perceived or whatever. He's, But he is one of the best in the game, probably one of the best talkers in the game. So it's so weird to see his character just go through so many ups and downs as far as, you know, the face and heel aspect of the whole thing. Moxie gets up, says he never saw what the big deal was with you. He goes, because on Sunday, Saturday, is the show on Saturday? <laughs> Literally, he does that. He asks him, is the show Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> uh, at full gear, he says the training wheels come off. They do a stare down. William Regal's looking like he's going to, yeah, he's going to bust one. The show goes off on a stale note. My God, it went off so stale. What is happening? Whew. Moxie bumps him out the way. The show goes off. And that was your AEW Dynamite for November 16th. What you guys think? Was it a good show? Did it get you geeked up for full gear? Am I tweaking? Is this kind of a lame build? Did they need the hangman? Everyone loves the hangman. Not me. But I'm happy he's okay. Because that didn't look good at all. 
You tell me, guys. We have full gear coming up this weekend. I'm hoping Jamie Hader wins the belt. At the same time, if she doesn't, she should go take out Jade Cargill. MJF better win this championship. It is time. I think the only reason that Daniel Bryan didn't win the championship tournament, excuse me, Bryan Danielson, I still have a hard time with that. My apologies. Um, it's because they knew that MJF was just going to take it away. Mox is a three-time champion. is just overkill to me. I think he's done his job. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for what you've done. But now it's MJF's turn. Let him get a long run, a long go, at least until Revolution, a little bit farther than that, and then give it to Danielson. You feel me? But I'm excited to see what MJF could do with this title if he does win at full gear. I'm excited to see the elites return. You know? Super kick party! Should be a good match. Hope it's not 18 hours, though, like every other AEW pay-per-view. My God. It should be a good weekend for wrestling. Guys, I am Pro Pittman. This was Double PWS, Pro Pittman's Wrestling Show. We are recording live on stereo. Check us out on Spotify and YouTube. Every other podcast platform as well. Get your clips on Facebook and Instagram Reels. However you want to take this content in, it's out there for you. 251 Talk Radio. I am Pro Pittman. This was our AEW Dynamite review for November 16th. You guys take care of yourself. Take care of one another. And as always, peace.